Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have Heather Dixon joining me here today. Thank you, Heather, for joining us. Hi, Ashley, and hey to everyone listening. So glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And just so everyone knows, Heather is come to me through a mutual friend, but she is local to the Raleigh area. She's an author, a speaker, and Bible teacher. So she's got so much to share with us. And so I really do just want to jump in. But before we do, Heather, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, anything unique to you that would help us understand your background? Yeah. So I am a wife and mom to two hockey players. And by two, I mean, I have an only son and my husband plays hockey too. And I had COVID in December and I still can't smell. And with two hockey players in the house, it's not a bad gig. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really complaining about that, but no, yeah, my, my husband and I've been married for almost 20 years. My son is, will be 15 this fall. So he just started high school uh, last week. And that is just bonkers to me, but yeah, we're, we're a hockey family. And um, I started writing Bible studies about five years ago, and the Lord has just blessed me with a ministry to continue to do that. And so I get to travel all over the country and speak to women and talk about God's word and how good he is. And I love what I do. So that's a little bit about me. So thanks so much for, for having me on. That is awesome. Well, very cool. I know there's lots of moms and women listening who are just excited to hear what you have to say, because the topic we chose was surviving and thriving through seasons of change. And the reason that kind of resonated with me is I was just thinking as we've all navigated this new life of COVID, working from home, kids home, remote learning, homeschooling, all these things that kind of abruptly changed all of our lives. I thought this could be very relevant to a lot of people listening. So I'll let you take it any direction you want, but that was what kind of enticed me into this specific topic of yours. So my first question for you would be, you know, as a mom, I'm a mom of three, you're a mom, a lot of people listening are moms. There's so much change, whether it's from their, you know, development and the different learning stages they go through and how your home life changes, your marriage changes, all these changes that happen just throughout the seasons of being a mom. So I, my question to you is how do you encourage moms to survive those changes without maybe getting taken down by them or overwhelmed by them, or just feel like you got to, you know, wave the red flag of surrender because you're just feeling like you're not doing well in all of these changes? Yeah, that's a great question, Ashley. And I, you know, I think with motherhood in general, like I think it's, it's synonym is change and no one tells you this, like when you become a mother, like no one tells you, by the way, you are on a roller coaster path for change, buckle up, get ready. Nothing is ever going to be the same because, you know, like, let's say, you know, with your kids, okay, they learn how to eat solid food. Great. Well, they're, you know, that then you got to teach them how to cut their up their own 
food. And then you got to teach them how to eat like all kinds of different foods. Like once you master one particular trick or once they master one particular milestone or trick, then it changes and you're teaching them something new. And so, you know, I, I feel like for me as a mother, every time my son um, walked through one of those different milestones or, or even now, like, I mean, he's starting high school and, you know, the way that our relationship is, um, is growing, is changing. It's always changing. And I feel like I'll get him to a place where I'm like, okay, we survived that one, God, like that. We survived that round of change. And then it's like, well, okay, just kidding here. Now we need to figure out how to walk them through this change. And so, you know, I think for one, I mean, number one, like we have to acknowledge that that's the reality. I think that is some, one of the biggest things because so much for me, like my, um, you know, some of the unhealthy ways that I cope with change are, you know, might be you know, like I try to control everything. And I think, oh, if I can just control this, you know, if I can control our calendar, our family calendar, our our meal plans, my laundry systems, my daily routines, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Lord knows I need a good routine. But like control is one of the ways where I'm like, okay, I can keep track of everything else. And this whole change business is not going to mess with me as long as I can keep control. Well, we know the reality is we don't really have control over, you know, our lives or our kids' lives. And so I think, you know, rather than be at the mercy of change coming in, like we have to acknowledge, okay, change is a reality. Yes, it can feel scary. And yes, it's going to require a lot from us, but it doesn't have to be impossible, nor does it have to be traumatic. So, you know, I mean, I think that first step is just acknowledging, hey, you know, number one, we're humans. Um, we're living in a world that is not constant, that's constantly changing. The only thing constant about our world is that it's changing our society, our culture, um, our environment, our, I mean, just look it, I mean, gosh, I mean, Ashley, we could talk for like this whole 30 minutes just about change during COVID and the things that we've experienced in this season. Um, I mean, our entire lives have been uprooted. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure that I see a quick way out in the, in the near time soon. I can remember of a text thread with my two best friends. We were college roommates 20 years ago and we still text each other every day ad nauseum. Um, we're like college school girls when we, when we text each other. And I can remember one of them saying it was uh, April of 2020 when everybody shut down. And um, I, can, I can remember thinking, oh, April, we got this, no big deal, right? And I remember Crystal saying, I can't do June when it was, we were like, okay, we're going into May. And then, you know, the, the government was like, well, we need to be prepared to handle this until, until June. She was like, I can't handle June. And look, Lena and I were a year and a half later and still we don't know what to expect. So I digress, but you know, all, all of that, as I'm saying that if we, you know, the first step I think has to be acknowledging the fact that change is a reality. And I think one of the, like for motherhood in general, one of the truest and most consistent tasks of motherhood is the ability to navigate it. Um, and, you know, if you're listening and you're not a mother, like that applies to you well. Um, also, it's not just those that are mothers, but I think that one of the tasks we will serve ourselves well as mothers if we can embrace the reality that we are going to have to navigate change. Um, and so I think, you know, just taking that, acknowledging that step, you know, how if you have a, a moment of anxiety and you can acknowledge, you know what, this, you say to yourself, okay, this is an anxious moment. Then just like the, the action of just naming it somehow makes it a little less scary. And I think that changes the same way. You know, if we can acknowledge to ourselves today, okay, it's August of 
2021, you know, October of 2021 is probably going to look different than what we expect. You know, we can expect changes in the near future. We can expect changes in, you know, COVID rules and regulations and, you know, CDC guidelines and schooling. I mean, hello, how many of us moms are like, am I packing my kids? Are we buying PJs or am I buying uniforms for my kids this fall? We don't know, right? I mean, they're, they're in, you know, in school right now, but that could change at any given moment. So I think number one, we have to acknowledge that change is a reality. Number two, I think we have to, you know, be flexible. And this is a skill that not everybody has, um, you know, particularly for those of us who, who like to, uh, to control things, you know, I mean, just the, I think that the skill to be flexible is a gift for some, and it is a work in progress for others. But I think that, you know, if we can adopt that mindset of knowing, you know, okay, it's all right, I got this. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, this is this, if this changes, I'm going to be okay. You know, just the, the willing to be flexible is huge. And, you know, I think there's beauty in that, though. It's not all bad news. I think that, you know, I mean, I, I live with an incurable genetic disorder. And one of the things that that has taught me, um, you know, I had all these expectations about life and all these things that I thought that I would accomplish. Well, you know, my disorder is pretty nasty. And in any given day, I could have this major medical event. There's, there's always this risk, this threat of this major medical event looming. And and one of the things that has taught me, Ashley, is to live with open hands um, and to hold things loosely and to be flexible and to expect change. But here's the sweet part of that. Um, the sweetness of it is, you know, that that you start to appreciate life for the little moments and you start to appreciate and say, OK, today is sunny. The sun is shining. I am OK. My kids are OK. You know, I have this it, this stressful issue going on at work or this stressful issue going on at insert fill in the blank because we all have a stressful issue every single day, but I'm okay. And today's okay. And I'm going to get through this day. And so, you know, it, it teaches, it has taught me to live just with that appreciation for, you know what, in this moment and this day, I'm all right. And you start practicing that habit. You develop this habit of, of saying, acknowledging this day, I am okay. And then it gets a little bit easier. And then it also is like, you know what, this is kind of beautiful. Like I actually like living with this perspective. I don't know. Have you experienced any of that in motherhood or like, have you had any of those like moments where you're like, wow, this is not so bad as I thought. Well, it's funny because I was thinking of my friend who we've been doing life together and she says, just when I feel like I'm really getting good at this season of development or this age or this routine, it changes, you know? And she's like, I was feeling really confident. We had our naps down and our snacks and bedtime, all the routines were just really sinking in. And then now it's a new thing. And so I do feel that just like right when you're getting a rhythm, it changes. And I would say there's personalities like you were saying that may have an easier time with being flexible. I think it was God's humor and God's grace to me to give me a husband that's so flexible, whereas <laughs> I am so rigid. And so he's so good for me in that because I can literally just be thrown off by one adjustment in the schedule from what I had planned for the day. Whereas he can just be like, nope, we got this. And he can help me power through that change that can just totally debilitate me. And so, yes. And I think if I would hold motherhood with open hands, if I would hold my schedule with open hands, I mean, I would allow God to move in ways that I'm not even allowing him to move because I've got such a tight schedule or tight ship, you know? So mm -hmm. 
like you said, those systems are good and they're, they have a place in our lives, but not the loss of allowing God to interrupt our day and to allow us teaching moments throughout the day with our kids or even for conviction to work in us as a yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, gratitude is a big piece of it too. You know, it's like starting your day and acknowledging, and that's a piece of acknowledging, you know, it's these, these acknowledgements that we, I don't know, I, I, I find myself doing that a lot saying, okay, change is going to come, but also I'm thankful for this day mm-hmm. and acknowledging that there is, you know, a creator that, you know, holds my day in his hands. And my job is just to walk through it and to follow where he leads mm-hmm. and just to be thankful for breath in my lungs. And, you know, that's, Something that, you know, that I've really, uh, again, is, is living with this condition has really taught me to say, you know what, there's a million things going around that I can't control. But today I'm breathing a full, you know, deep breath of fresh air. And I'm thankful for that. And it, it can change your perspective about, you know, okay, well, so, you know, we've got a million things that are, you know, coming down the pike and for this month, and I have no idea how it's going to turn out. And it's, it's okay. It's, we can, we can deal with this because I'm thankful because, you know, your perspective shifts. So. Anyway, and one thing I was thinking that's been helpful for me, like my middle child is getting ready to go to preschool this year. And that is hard for me. I'm like, in my mind, I just go to they're graduating from college next week and they're getting married and they're gone. I know. (laughs) And so I've just been preparing him and myself of like in a couple of weeks, preschool starts for you. And I'm excited, like trying to, it's literally a mental game for me to talk myself through him not being here. And am I making the right decision? And then I'm like, he needs this, you know, just working through it, but instead of ignoring it, pretending like it's not going to happen and just throwing him and myself into it on the first day of preschool, it's like, I'm working myself into it in a slow way so that he's not abruptly thrown into it. But then also my heart has had a chance to process and realize this is just one step. It's not, he's getting married and he's gone from my home forever. Right, right. You know, and I'm so glad you said that, Ashley, because I was thinking about how, you know, that again, like it's just these small mind shifts, these perspective shifts. And when you think about motherhood, like I think the identity like the fact that we are mothers never changes, but the way that that manifests changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's been really important for me to remember as, you know, you were talking about your son and like him getting ready to preschool and he's going off and you think, gosh, it's going to end. Like my, the other day, my husband was joking. He was like, so Thomas only has four more years in the house. And I wanted to punch him in the face. I'm like, I, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with that right now. Thank you. Um, and it, you know, I mean, that, that kind of stuff frightens me too, but I, but I have to remember mind myself, you know, my identity as his mother, like my role, God, you know, gave him to our family. Um, you know, God chose me to be his mother and that is never going to change. That will not change. Um, how that manifests though will, cause he's going to need me in different ways as he continues to grow. And that has become supremely evident over the past 14 and a half years. So, you know, just that reminder of, of, okay, motherhood isn't changing. The, the reality of motherhood isn't changing. Just the way it plays out is changing. But, you know, that that role is yours and no one can ever take it from you. <laughs> so that's that's a good thing for me to remember. It's like, OK, this is this is not changing. And I, I don't know why this rubs me the wrong way, but so many people I feel like on a daily basis say, oh, your kids don't miss out on this season. It goes so fast. And I say, I look at them and say, I know it does. And I am enjoying it. And please don't say that anymore. <laughs> I mean, part of it's just that 
I'm like, I know that it's going to slip through my fingers, but at the same time, I really do try daily to look in their eyes and like stop and let the world like melt away. Like I really have an intentionality of like seeing them for a moment and just letting everything go away. Yeah. I know it's going to be gone and I don't want to miss it. And I know I take other opportunities to miss what's, you know, going on. And so it's like, I, I want to savor this season, but also not be so gripped in fear that I'm losing it, that I'm just in fear and missing out because I'm just afraid that it's slipping through my fingers. Like I want to be present, yeah. but excited for each new season. And as we, with our first child, you know, I said, people, it's like every new season was my new favorite season. It was like, I loved them as an infant. And then when they were a toddler and then running and walking and then it's preschool, it's like every new season, it just kept getting better and better and living that way versus the way I tend to want to live is like in fear that I'm, it's, you know, leaving me at the very second I'm enjoying it. It's like, it's gone. It's so. Yeah. So here's a, here's a challenge. Cause I can totally empathize with that, that feeling because I feel the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, in four years, you know, he's going to be gone. And the, the tendency is to think, you know, well, you know why my season of motherhood is over again. It's not, it's just mm -hmm. changing. There's, you know, they may progress and do other things, but I, you know, I've been thinking about challenging myself. You know, I think Ashley, you said, I'm not going to say the exact words of what you just said, but you said something like, you know, this, this season, and I love this new season as we, you know, as we, you know, navigate these new seasons with our kids and every single one is precious, you know, I mean, like walking my 14 year old through the realities of becoming a young man um, and how he treats women um, and, you know, all these things like he's, he's like an adult. He's like a little, he's a, he's a man child right now. And there's something so tender about that, especially, you know, mamas of boys, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but there's something so tender about relating to him in that way. It's just as precious to me as when he was four and he was in his little Buzz Lightyear costume bouncing on the bed. And so, but to your point, you know, you said you love each one of these seasons. Well, you know, why can't, we also expect that the season when our kids are out of the house or seasons that change, you know, seasons that are coming that are changing, why wouldn't they be just as precious? Yeah. You know, I think that when we expect, you know, again, you know, motherhood's never going to change, but I think that we, when we expect things to just end, you know, we're really putting God's, you know, God's purpose for us in a box. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have an idea. I mean, I'm speaking, you know, specifically to women who are, you know, fearful of empty nesting and, you know, when that season comes and, you know, whether you're mourning that now when your kid is young or whether it's like right around the corner, maybe you're in that season now, you know, what is keeping us from expecting that this season is going to be just as awesome, not because we're in control. Cause again, we're not in control. Things are changing, but because God is, and God has, a purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. um, and he did not create you just to serve as a mother. You know, he didn't, you have other skills and abilities and gifts, and that may be the biggest, greatest joy of your life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your job isn't done. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And so, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just challenging myself to think about, okay, well, 
that season could be equally as awesome. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but I trust that God's going to walk me through it. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, small ways to remind, to remind ourselves, you know what, this isn't, this doesn't have to be a, a, a sad fest. It's okay if it is, but it doesn't have to be a, a sob fest as we consider our roles changing um, throughout motherhood. Yeah. I had someone just say to me um, that was a grandparent. They're like, you know, I know you're loving being a mom, but it's even better as a grandparent. And I was like, I don't know how that's possible because I just love this so much. There's no way it could get any better, you know? Yeah. And they're like, well, it, it just does. It, it's so awesome being a grandparent. And they went on to all the ways it is. And I think that's to answer that question of like, why am I fearing the emptiness mm. season? And I think it's because I won't have the same control or the daily interaction or ability to influence them on such a great level as we do with them in our home under our roof uh, type of thing. And again, that's me limiting the power of God and his ability to do what he wants to do in their life, you know, whether it's through me or through someone else or just him directly speaking to them through the spirit, you know, mm -hmm. but I do think it, it does reflect my fear of losing control. And I was talking to my husband the other night and I was like, I am just gripped with fear at the thought of our three kids living in three different cities. And he's like, you know, it's pretty likely, right? And I'm like, well, I just want you to know I'm going wherever they go. You, I hope you're coming with me, you know, type of thing. And he's like, you know, the more children we have, those odds of them, maybe even one of them going overseas becomes more likely. And I was like, stop it. I don't want oh to have gosh. anymore. Yeah, I, I've told, I told my kid, you know, I'm a total Disney nerd. And I was like, buddy, don't you want to become a Disney Imagineer? I'm like, then we can just go there together. Like I'm totally guilty. I and mean, he's in jest, but I'm totally guilty of trying to steer his interest in things towards things that I know that I want to do. Yeah. So then like, you know, we'll, we'll be there together. We can do things together. And, you know, right now he wants to go to state, which for those of you who aren't local, it's, it's right around the corner from us. So it's, um, you know, that's, that's a good thing, but he may decide not to, and that will terrify me. But you know what? It's going to be okay. God will get us through those moments also. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about is just like, we're talking about maybe surviving the, <laughs> the changes, but next level to me is actually thriving in them. You know, I think you can hear me. I'm on the cusp of just surviving them, but what would it look like to actually open our hands, trust mm. the Lord with our kids and our life, our jobs, our marriages to where we go from just surviving the change to actually thriving in it. What do you think makes that difference for people? Well, I think it's, it's a lot of things, Ashley, but I think at the heart of it, it's really digging down deep into who our identity is in Christ. Um, and then, you know, to go back to, you know, our, our whole thing as, as a mother, like that's our identity, but also, you know, it's not just it. And I think that, you know, when we consider that we are a part of a much larger story, and remember, you know, number one, that like our response to change doesn't change how God responds to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we may, you know, wig out about it, but God is still going to be steady. He's still going to be, um, you know, with us. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. And I do believe that these seasons of change are kind of breeding grounds for what is coming down the pike. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think about when your baby starts to crawl, you know, that's a huge thing of change, but that lead sets the stage for them to walk and then to run and then to ride a bike and then to drive a car and then, you know, on and on and on. And so like every new skill, every new season, 
of development kind of is it's it's the breeding ground for what is coming next and that's kind of exciting to me and so you know i would challenge you and those of you listening that are in that season and you know i do this as well to you know think about this season of change as the breeding ground for what might come next and so you know i think so much about you know what's happening now with covid and in the world and um you know particularly from a christian perspective and the places where the gospel is being preached and you know how it's opened up opportunities for that, that we could have never, uh, we could have never fabricated ourselves. We could have never made that happen. Only God could do that. Um, and, you know, I think about the seasons that are coming after that, you know, because of we, because we've had this season where people are now asking questions, you know, about they're getting serious. I mean, death is kind of the, the reminder that people are dying every day is in our face every single day. And no, that's not a happy thing to think about, but it has caused people to ask, you know, these questions about, okay, well, what happens after we die and who is God and why does that matter? And that's kind of fascinating to me. And so, you know, I mean, my, my point is that like these seasons where we feel like they're ultimately changing, I, I feel like ultimately God is kind of swirling the pot to ready us for what is coming next. Mm -hmm. And so if we can remember that, you know, this, this is not, you know, uh, seasons of change are not, um, traumatic, but what they are is, you know, it's a equipping place where, you know, it's a staging ground for God getting us ready for what is coming next. And so that promise of knowing that something is coming helps us to thrive in those seasons. I think, you know, also remembering that, you know, every day is a precious gift from God mm -hmm. um, that will help us thrive and remember, you know, that, Hey, this is, you know, you're, we're, we're not just surviving this. We're not just getting by, you know, we're just sliding by on the seat of our pants here. Like we're actually thriving in the season because we're taking the trust to a higher level. We're taking it out of our hands and we're trusting that God is in control of the season and that he is going to take care of us. Um, and, you know, I think from a very practical standpoint, um, I think always, you know, seeking out things that make your soul sing um, seems very minor, but I think as mothers and as women, it's so important that we take time and, you know, really think about how God has made us um, mm -hmm. and think about the things that that he has designed us to enjoy. Yeah. You know, for example, I mean, I'm a total introvert. And so I love to read. I love to be in nature. And those are things that I intentionally seek out, even in these seasons that feel really unsteady, mm -hmm. um, because I know that those things are going to ground me. Um, and that really helps me feel like, okay, I, you know, I'm actually doing all right in this season. And not only am I surviving, but I'm thriving because I'm enjoying this time, mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly for, uh, for when we, everything shut down in COVID. And I was like, yo, I was built for this. Like I, I, I've got this, like I, you know, it was really a season where it was like, you know, this is, I actually did. I mean, I, and, and I say this with a caveat, knowing that the structure of all this, I mean, the bigger story of all this is, is awful and COVID is awful, but mm -hmm. from a, okay, how am, how is my family going to juggle this? Like, here's an example. We, we, 
you know, the shutdown and we decided to go hiking. And so, you know, before it got super hot, we would go on these all day hikes, just the three of us and our dog. And it was something that my son still talks about today. And we would have never done that had we not been thrusted into this crazy season of change. Mm -hmm. um, but now, you know, we were like, okay, how can we make the most of this? And we can't be around people. We can be around each other. Let's go outside and be far, far away from everybody. Um, and my son will still talk about that. He's like, when are we going on another all day hike? And so it's making the most and being intentional about choosing things that make our soul sings mm -hmm. and making connections with the people that we have today um, that, you know, will, will help us. Like when we look back on that time, like, do we remember the, the moments when we were crazy and we were sad and we were frustrated with COVID? No, we remember that hike. We remember, you know, the time that we spent together as a family. We remember the puzzles. We remember the what, you know, whatever we did to, you know, to, to kind of pass the time. Um, and then you'll look back and realize, you know what, I, I actually did thrive through that. I'm doing, doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think part of me was, even though it was a hard season, I loved how everyone was slowing down. We were forced to do it. We weren't given the choice, but we were forced to. Uh, and I, I do feel like I've seen people pick up the same crazy schedule that we like kind of left. And I'm like, oh, we didn't learn our lesson that we're jumping all, you know, right back into the crazy rat race versus just you know, being more intentional in our homes with meals and puzzles and games and just uniting the family. Cause I think that was a precious gift from God. Like if I yeah. think about some of the stories that God taught the Israelites in the desert, I feel like this, we are those, the Israelites. He was trying to teach us that message and we're not, we're, we're not getting it. We're missing it. And here we are back on that rat race of let's fill our schedule to the brim and totally. But well, I feel like I could talk to you about this forever and I'm thankful for your time. But what are what are ways that people can get in touch with you? Um, what are your platforms? Yeah, so I am at the rescuedletters.com, the rescued is an I have been rescued by God, and letters is and I write a bunch of letters about it to people. The rescuedletters.com and I'm on social media at rescued letters and all the fun places. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Heather, and I'd love to do this again with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. See you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins. <laughs>